following message is from the North Shore Christian Centre MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about North Shore Christian Centre is available at www.nscc.org.au. If you have your Bibles, would you open to Matthew chapter 12, verse 37, while you're opening up. It's always a joy to have my mother with us. I just love, I love the fact that I've got my mum around. And uh, she's come to celebrate my birthday. And I, and I kind of think, because I was thinking about her yesterday rather than me. I was thinking 55 years ago, here's this little Italian lady that had only been in Australia for nine months, couldn't speak a word of English, in Newcastle Hospital, and it took her three days to give birth to me. Three days! I was one of those stubborn kids. You just, I found a nice, comfortable place and I wasn't going to leave for love nor money. And uh, three days, just surrounded by people that didn't speak Italian. and It was just tr- very traumatic. And in those days, the husbands weren't allowed in. And so, uh, you know, they sort of kept dragging him in and then dragging him out, dragging him in and dragging him out. But uh, I just honor my mum. And... Um, you know, just know this, that every single day of my life, my mum's been praying for me, every single day, and I love that, and I'm just so thrilled that I've got uh, my mum on one side and Helen on the other side, that since I've been here, has been praying for me every single day of my life. Then I've got my wife as well in the middle of those two great ladies praying for me. I'm surrounded by wonderful women, and uh, let me tell you, every man in this place, if you're surrounded by wonderful women, they make you look good. Isn't that right? Come on. Okay, let's, let's, uh, I want to continue the series that I've started all year called the Blessed Life Series. And this whole year I've been preaching the same message. And the message is God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. And uh, God spoke to me at the end of last year and said, let this year be a year of blessing and favor upon the people at North Shore Christian Center, but teach them how they can enjoy the blessing, how they can receive the blessing. And so so what I've been talking about is what brings blessing, what blocks blessing. And uh, and last week I spoke about three blessing bringers. And uh, this week I want to talk to you about another two blessing bringers. Well, last week was the blessing bringing of obedience and sweet spirit and generosity. Uh, This week I want to talk about Another two blessing bringers. The first one is the power of your words. I want to talk to you this morning about how your words can either bring blessing or block blessing. So let's, let's read this scripture in, in Matthew 12, 37, where Jesus said these powerful words. He says this, For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. I mean, I want you to think about that because these are the words of Jesus speaking incredible revelation to us. And he's saying, by the words that you speak, you're either justified or condemned. So I've done a bit of a word study to open up what those words justified and condemned mean. And you could actually intersperse these other words into this. By your words... You're either innocent or guilty. By the words that you speak, you're either declared innocent or guilty. We'll get to the second point later. 
but at the moment we'll do the first point. Um, by your words, you're either liberated or imprisoned. How, can you imagine that your words can either free you up or imprison you, captivate you? By your words, you're either saved or damned. And by your words, you're either blessed or cursed. See, the fact is that God's already declared a blessing upon us, but we can block that blessing by speaking the wrong words in our lives. Words are very powerful. Forget this notion, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. The fact is that words... You're either justified or condemned by the words that you speak. And we need to get a mouthwash so that what comes out of our mouths is always words of blessing. Matter of fact, it's interesting, the Italian, how many of you can speak Italian? There's, my mother can. There's, there's others that can. But in Italian, the word blessing and cursing is actually two words that, that in the Italian, they, they're the opposite of each other. So blessing is benedire, and cursing is maledire. So you've got blessing is benedire. Bene is good, dire is saying. So if you bless somebody, you're saying good about them. If you're cursing, it's maledire. Male means bad, dire means speak. So it's bad speaking. So blessing is good speaking, cursing is bad speaking. How amazing is that? So when you're speaking bad of someone, that's more than gossip. It's actually cursing. And, and sometimes we need to arrest ourselves and begin to say, what's coming out of our mouth? What is coming out of our mouth? What is coming out of our mouth? Psalm 19 verse 14, and I did a series on this last year. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. That's what the psalmist says. Says, says, oh, oh God, may, may the words of my mouth, the words that I speak, may the meditation of my heart, may I have them analyzed by you so that they may be acceptable. How many of you have said, God, may my words be analyzed by heaven? Let's do an analysis. In heaven of the words that I speak, are they acceptable by God? Or does God say, I, I, I expected better of you than that. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 2 says, you are snared by the words of your mouth. And too many people are snared by the words of their mouth. I don't want you to be snared. I want you to be blessed by the words that come out of my mouth and out of your mouth. Now, it's, it's interesting. Again, you know, you, you come out of settings and backgrounds, and if people are not taught this, then, then they always sort of go down to their common denominator. And, 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 and I find it fascinating with some people when you ask them, how are you? It's not a trick question, but let me tell you, with some people, get ready for a really depressing answer. How are you? Oh, I'm not feeling too good today. My hip be playing up. And uh, I, I don't know how many people that I talk to and uh, get ready because when you ask them, how are you? Out comes this incredible, di this monologue of the most depressed, 
uh, sense of being that you can think of. And, I, and, and I'm thinking, why would you speak that sort of stuff? See, I've made a determination that when I open my mouth, I'm, I'm going to speak positive things. So if you ask me, how are you, John? I'm on fire. <laughs> how you doing, John? Mate, I'm having an absolutely awesome day. How are you going? I'm going great. And you say, but don't you ever, ever confront any challenges? Of course I do. But I've got a revelation that God and me, God and I, are bigger than the challenges that we face. And so your focus can either be on the challenge or the support that you've got. And so I've determined that my focus is on the support that I've got and it's bigger than my challenge. And you say, but, but aren't you ever sick? Well, you know, let me tell you what I've determined that I'm never going to own my sickness. I'm never going to put a personal pronoun to my sickness. See, I'm never sick owning the sickness. I'm battling the sickness. And so if someone says, John, how are you? And, 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 and the diagnosis and prognosis is sickness. I'll never say, I'm sick. Because as soon as I say, I'm sick, I'm owning the sickness. So what do I say? To be honest and truthful, I'm battling a sickness. So I say to people, never ever confess you have rheumatoid arthritis. Never say, I've got rheumatoid arthritis. Never confess it. Why would you confess that? Because as soon as you've confessed it, it's yours. What's the truth? I'm battling rheumatoid arthritis. I'm battling a cold. I'm battling a headache. I'm battling a migraine. I'm fighting with it, but I don't own it. It's not mine. I'm not confessing ownership of it. See, if you're battling cancer, never confess that it's yours. I've got cancer. Well, as soon as you've confessed it, it belongs to you. I've got it. It's mine. Why would you confess that you own that sort of thing? It's a curse. That thing's eaten away at your body. Just start confessing something else. I'm battling. I'm battling. I'm battling. God's working on my side. The doctors are working with me. We're battling. We're fighting this thing. We're not accepting it. We're not lying down. There's a fight on our hands and we're in the battle of our lives, but we're not lying down and accepting this. Let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be acceptable in God's sight. See, see, too many people, the words of their mouth trap them up. See, I'm never broke. I would never confess I'm broke. I might be going through a temporary financial challenge. But I'm not broke. Why would I confess I'm broke when my father owns the cattle in a thousand hills, the silver and the gold is his, and, and he's going to bless me with every spiritual blessing in spiritual places? Yes, I go through challenges as you go through challenges, but don't confess your temporary state of being as being your normal state of being. Because there have been times where I've been financially challenged, but I've come out of it. I've come out of it. And there are times where you have temporary financial challenges and you come out of it. 
You say, well, why is this so important? Because the Word of God says that by our words, we're either justified or condemned. That's what Jesus is saying. So be careful of the words that you use. Be careful of the words that you speak to your children. Why would you call your children hopeless? Why would you say that to a child? Oh, you're hopeless. Why would you say to a child that they are without hope? When everything about us is all about God's got a hope and a future for us. Why would you say to a child, you're an idiot? Why would you say that? When their whole life is filled with possibilities. Why wouldn't you say, you know what? You are the brightest kid on this planet. You are super, super duper intelligent. Why wouldn't you speak that into their life rather than you're nothing but an idiot? Or worse, when you speak that of yourself, I'm just an idiot. Why would you say that when you're a child of God? You're a child of God. God doesn't have idiots. He's got princes and princesses. Why don't you confess, I'm a prince with God. I'm a princess with God. Rather than, I'm just a clumsy idiot. Come on, you're stared by the words of your mouth. You've got to break it. You've got to break it. You've got to break it. Can I speak to certain people who have been raised in an environment where you don't hear a lot of positive talk? I was... I love, how many of you know that I love children? And uh, the reason I love children is because I was once a child. <laughs> and I can remember when my pastor would talk to me like I was an important person. He wouldn't ignore me. And, uh, and he always made me feel special. And I grew up wanting to be that type of pastor where the kids always feel special. And so, and so I remember this one particular day, I find this beautiful little girl. She's just gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. And I'm going, oh, you look so beautiful today. And the mother turns to me and says, oh, don't say that to her. She'll get a swell head. I looked at her and I said, your girl needs to hear that she's beautiful. She needs to grow up hearing it every single day. We can address the swelled head, but we need to swell their hearts first so they live with a big heart rather than a small heart. And can I just say to you this? Come on, let the words be encouraging. How many of you know that I'm blessed because I actually live with a princess? Princess Anne. <laughs> uh, isn't that awesome? I live with a princess. And you know what? She treats me like a prince because she's a princess. And I speak it into her life. And I've actually nurtured that in her life by speaking how beautiful she is. I tell her every single day, I love you, sweetheart. You're beautiful. This morning I went up the stairs serving her with a cup of tea. Princess Anne, here's a cup of tea for you to wake up with. Your servant at your disposal. Princess Anne, let me tell you, she treats me like a prince. The reciprocation, not that I expect that, but you create an atmosphere where your words create an atmosphere in the whole house. Uh, the whole house vibrates that atmosphere. Christelle is living at home with us now, and I've got another princess, Princess Christelle. 
And I tell her, sweetheart, I love you. You're beautiful. Look at you. Beautiful. Your eyes are like pools of water. You're gorgeous. And so when she sees daddy, she just loves her daddy. Why, why, why does she love her daddy? Because daddy creates an atmosphere in the home of positive words and just filled, filled with words, just constantly. Then I've got Daniel and, well, Daniel as well, my, uh, my military son who uh, flies over Sydney shaking windows. It was interesting. Someone on Facebook put it on the other day. You know, we had eight helicopters fly over our house the other day, shaking our windows. One of them was my son flying the, uh, the Black Hawk and uh, shaking windows all over Sydney. And uh, whatever you do, don't phone up threatening them because uh, this guy got upset, phoned up the police saying, if those helicopters fly over my house one more time, I'll shoot them down. Next... There's, there's the federal police at the door arresting him for making a threat against the Australian army. So, you touch my son, they're going to come after you. I'm going to tell you. Very good. <laughs> then I've got Daniel, I've got Stephen and Bianca, my, my eldest two, and uh, always speaking into their lives just how beautiful they are, how intelligent they are. What a great life they're living. What a great couple they are. Constantly speaking words of encouragement, lifting people up. Let the words of your mouth just be a source of blessing around you. And you know what? It comes back onto you. It comes back onto you. What an incredible thing. My mother is going to be 79. And, uh, and she says, do you think I look old? I says, no, you don't look old. You're my mother. There is nothing more beautiful in the whole world than your mother. You are the most beautiful mother in the whole wide world. Why would I speak anything but, but love and encouragement? But you know what? It's got to be in your heart. When you speak it out, just let it come out. It'll bless people. Come on. It's, 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 it's a blessing bringer. And when God sees that, it'll turn around. Hey, I've got something for you. I've got a gift for you. I've got a gift for you. So if you, if you pull it out from the seat in front of you or on the seat that you're sitting on, I've written out 15 blessing bringers for you, for you to put on your fridge, put in your Bible. And this is the way that it works. They have to help you get kick-started in speaking right words. And so it's, it's all scripture. This is not me making it up. It's all Bible. And so... How many of you are in Christ? If you're born again, you'll say you are in Christ. And because you're in Christ, now if you're not in Christ, before we finish this sermon, I'm going to pray for you to get in Christ and have your sins forgiven and live in the grace of God and in the blessing of God. Because this is what you can confess and speak out over your life. Now what I've done is this. So since I'm in Christ by the grace of God, and this so it's found in various books of the Bible, Romans, 1 Corinthians, these verses are found everywhere, but you can add your own. So in Romans, it says, I've been justified, completely forgiven and made righteous. I'm free forever from condemnation. But you know what I'd love you to do? I'd love you to put your name there. So, so for me, it reads like this. John Giuliano has been justified, completely forgiven and made righteous. I want, you, I, I, I want you to put your name in there. 
So let's put John McLennan's name in there. John McLennan is free forever from condemnation. John McLennan has been bought with a price. He is not his own. He belongs to God. John Golder. This is what you get when you're on the front row. Huh? How good it is to have John and Bev on the front row. John Golder has been made righteous. He has been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer John who lives, but Christ who lives in John. The life that John now lives, he lives in the Christ life. How awesome is that? I got Bev Golder next to John. Let's put Bev's name in there. Beverly Golder has been blessed with every spiritual blessing. She was chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy. And she is without blame before him. Can you see what needs to be done here? And with some of you, you need to do this like a medication. In the morning when you get up, get God's word, begin to take it like a pill. This is the gospel pill. You got the gospel pill? The gospel pill. And some of you need to take it like a pill. To just turn things around in your life. The words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be acceptable in God's sight. Let me tell you the second blessing bringer. And I want to finish on this this morning. The first one is the words of your mouth, positive words. The second one is prayer. And with, and with all these things, the opposite of what I'm saying will block blessing. So if you want blessing to come into your life, Speak positive words. If you want to block blessing, just speak negative words. It'll block blessing just like that. Prayer as well will bring blessing, but prayerlessness will block blessing. So don't get guilty of prayerlessness. Don't leave prayer out of the equation. Matthew 7, 7, 11 is one of my favorite scriptures on prayer that Jesus speaks when he says, ask. And it will be given to you. Now, can I just say that that word ask, when you do a study on it in the Greek, the better translation is ask and keep on asking. And it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking. So you don't ask once and then you give up. You don't seek once and then you give up. You don't knock once and give up. It's ask, keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock, keep on knocking and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. But you can't ask just once. You've got to keep on asking. Because the promise is this, that if you keep on asking, you will receive. And everyone who seeks and keeps on seeking, you will find. Oh, come on. Is that encouragement for anybody? Is that encouragement for anybody? I'm telling you now, this is a word from heaven for you. Why is that? Because too often the enemy comes and saying, see, pray doesn't work. See, you better stop praying. Why does he do that? Because he wants to block your blessing. But I'm prophesying over you. I'm speaking a word of God over you tonight, today. Seek, keep on seeking. Ask, keep on asking. Knock, keep on knocking because God's promise is that it's going to come to you. Amen. And, then, and then this beautiful metaphor is used 
the metaphor of a good father. And says, what man is there among you? If the son asks for bread, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent? So it's, you think about it, you, you yourselves as dads. Would you do that to your kid? And the answer is, of course not. And then Jesus says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Come on. If God who has no residue of evil, don't you think he's going to answer you? Come on. What, what I want to talk to you about today is persistence in prayer. Everybody say persistence in prayer. Because the enemy wants to come and stop us from persisting in prayer. Luke 18 verse 1 gives us the story of the persistent widow. I love that story. Because the whole introduction to the story is this. That people ought always to pray and not lose heart. And then he gives the story of the persistent widow who keeps knocking on the judge's door and absolutely makes a pest of herself until the judge says, I've had it enough already. Okay, I'll give you what you want. I love that. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, don't give up. Don't give up. Why would he say that? Because many times prayer isn't answered immediately. That's what Jesus was referring to. And it's really easy to lose heart when the prayer isn't answered immediately. I got my mum here. Do you remember, mum, when you phoned me up and you said, Ti ricordo Domenichella? Do you remember Domenichella? Do you remember that story? And she goes, and, and she says, Domenichella, she's finally got saved. And I said, That's awesome. And I said, Mum, how long had you been praying for Domenichella? And she said, 40 years. 40 years, 40 years of persistent prayer, and then kaboom, the answer came through. Do you know what? I was discouraged and encouraged at the same time. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and can, I, can I just say to you that, that I don't know when your breakthrough is about to come, but I just know that you don't give up. You don't give up. You don't give up. But I've prayed. Keep on praying. But I've done. Keep on doing it. But I've not. Keep on knocking. But I've sought. Keep on seeking. But I've asked. Keep on asking. Until when? Until the answer comes. Then you can stop and get into Thanksgiving Amen. for the next 40 years. Thank you, Lord, that you answered my prayer. <laughs> Ephesians 6.18 says, pray always. Pray always. With prayer and supplication in the Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. So there's this, there's this theme throughout the Scripture that you don't pray once and, you, and, and, and that's it. But there's this persistence in prayer, persistence in prayer. Can I tell you one of the most challenging verses in the Bible for me? Who's interested in one of the most challenging? James chapter 4 verse 2 is probably one of the most challenging verses for me. And James, the last part of James verse 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask. How challenging is that? You don't have because you don't ask. 
I wonder if we get to heaven and God says, you could have had that if you asked for it. You could have had that if you persisted in prayer. You didn't even ask for it. You didn't even persist. You didn't show me that you were fed income. You didn't show me that you really, really wanted it. You just gave up after one, one go. I wonder, I wonder what it is. See, for me, prayer, I, I've got this metaphor of prayer. And prayer, for me, is like an axeman chopping a tree. And so he gives it a swing. And how many of you know that sometimes if you're really good and the axe is really sharp, you can knock down a tree in one hit if it's about that big. But what if it's a huge big oak tree? No axeman will just hit it once and think, well, that's it. It didn't come down. I'm walking away. The axeman understands he's got to keep. Start sweating. Doesn't matter. Rolls up his sleeves. It doesn't matter. I'm getting through it. He sees something. I'm getting closer to the breakthrough. And then he gets excited. Why? Because he starts to hear some cracking. He knows, oh, just a couple of more hits and this thing's going to come down. Just a couple of more prayers and this thing's going to come through for me. Don't give up on the brink of a miracle. Come on. There's a word of heaven for you. Don't give up. Persist in prayer. It is powerful to bring blessing. Can I finish as Daniel comes up? I saw a vision on Friday night at our prayer meeting. You know what the vision was? It was just so beautiful. I saw it. It was, it was multicolor, technicolor vision. And I saw God's hands. As we were praying, I saw God's hands. And I shared it with the people here. And I, it was such a powerful vision. I thought I'd share it with you as well. And in God's hands, I could see the blessing. And the blessing looked like gold dust and color and, and what was happening was that God was just opening up his hands and all that blessing, all that gold dust and color was just, it was like a shower, just falling, just falling, just falling. And it was falling right there under God's hands. And God spoke to me and saying, that's where the blessing is. I want my people to position themselves underneath the blessing. Position. Position yourself. That's where it's falling. And you say, how do you position yourself? By simply being obedient to the will of God. See, disobedience is positioning yourself outside of the blessing. But obedience is positioning yourself under the blessing. Come on. God's saying, come into my presence. Come into that place of submission. Come into that place of, of connection with me. Because that's where the blessing is falling. There's an invitation from God saying, I want to bless you. My hands are open. The blessing is falling. The showers are falling. But where are you positioned? Where are you positioned? Because there's an enemy of your soul that wants to position you Away from God's blessing. He wants to make you believe that God doesn't want to bless you. Matter of fact, God wants to steal your blessing. Matter of fact, life with God is more miserable than life with God. Let me tell you, that is a lie. Your best life possible is lived in obedience with God. Under the hands of God. 
where the blessing has fallen. Submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will bless you. He will release you. He will bring amazing miracles in your life. There is absolutely nothing more beautiful than God wants in our life than this obedience and submission to the will of God, the purposes of God. Just to say, God, not my will, but your will. Not my will, not my will. Thanks for listening to this message from the North Shore Christian Centre Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at www.nscc.org.au. Through our website, you can keep up to date with what's happening in the life of our church in Chatswood, New South Wales, as well as accessing other free resource materials. 